Are you ready to turn your investments into retirement income? Listen in as Jeremy Kyle and his guests reveal ways you can make smarter retirement, investment, and tax planning decisions to achieve your ideal retirement. You will learn more about your money so you can feel better about your money and make better money decisions. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Retirement Revealed. I'm your host, Jeremy Kyle, and we're here to turn your retirement savings into a consistent income. Although today we're not talking too much about retirement. Uh, We're talking about going to college, hopefully graduating debt-free. I brought on David Wilson. He's a recent college graduate, and that's exactly what he did. He went to college and he graduated debt-free. So David, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. We got connected through some mutual acquaintances because you went to a college close by to here, Wisconsin Lutheran College. Tell me about that. Yes, went to Wisconsin Lutheran College in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, ended up graduating with a business marketing and management degree in 2020, and have gotten to share my story of going there debt-free through Ramsey Solutions. So it's been a very exciting ride. I I believe it. And that's kind of a dream for a lot of people, uh, not just to go to college, but to go to college debt-free. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners, even though they're preparing for retirement, one of the things that might kick them their retirement down the road is that they're helping their kids go through college or they've got college loans from their kids, maybe even, even their own college loans, or perhaps they are in retirement and they're seeing their grandkids and hoping that they can get a college education that's debt-free. So we'll talk about that. But obviously, I'm thinking you must have some sort of interest in personal finance with the Dave Ramsey connection and and going to college debt-free. Tell us about that. It was definitely an accidental find. I was thankful to attend Lakeside Lutheran High School where their senior year, they taught us the Ramsey Foundations in personal finance course. And I really took to that like glue so much so that I was helping my mother with her finances, which she appreciated, but you know, an 18 year old telling his mom what to do always doesn't go the best. (laughs) And ever since then, I transferred the philosophies that I learned there into my college career and now into my adult life as I share with other young people the things that I learned. Absolutely, and I'm sure part of it had to do with scholarships, part of it had to do uh, with working. Let's maybe start there with the the scholarship part. How did you, or actually before we do that, how did you choose your college? How did you involve maybe your decision to go to college debt-free into your college choice? Yeah, that's really the place to start. And I think where a lot of people end up in a bad situation because they choose a college for the wrong reasons. They choose it for the experience the parties, the, the things that are on the flyers, and not necessarily the cost, which is obviously the biggest, biggest thing that I was focused on. So initially, in my college search, I was bound and determined to go to the University of Minnesota Twin Cities. And I toured there, loved it, went with a friend, but then got the acceptance letter, and then later on got the tuition bill which was uh, much more of a shock than the acceptance letter seeing that it was going to cost me $22,000 a year to go there. Move on a little bit later in the senior year, my mom, bless her heart, forced me to go on a tour of Wisconsin Lutheran College. And uh, I remember making sarcastic comments the whole time, like every 18-year-old who's a bit disrespectful did. But it turns out, you know, mom was right. And uh, I picked that college not only for the financial reasons, it was significantly cheaper than any of the other schools that I was considering, but also because 
it was just a great place to go. And I think my four years are proof of that. And there's no regrets looking back on that decision. And we've had Rich Manisto from Wisconsin Lutheran on, and he's uh, the vice president of advancement there. I'm sure he's loving your stories about how you got into Wisconsin Lutheran College. But I just got to ask, how does a private school end up being cheaper than a public school? That That's not supposed to be the case. <laughs> That's the big question, right? You look at sticker price and you think, wow, this school is going to cost me $44,000 a year while the state school is going to cost me $20,000 a year. But what a lot of people don't take into account is that these private colleges really want you to be there and they put systems in place to help make finances not a barrier. For example, most private colleges offer merit scholarships, which are simply based on GPA or ACT score. And however well you do on those things, uh, you get a certain degree. So at Wisconsin Lutheran College, I was fortunate enough to qualify for their top tier, as well as get some other scholarships for the high school that I went to for attending another seminar. And these things were just guaranteed because I'd already done what was needed to fulfill them. Yeah, that's uh, great. So you talked about the scholarship piece. Tell me a little bit about, too, you had made a choice. You became an RA to help with some of the room board costs? What was that like? Yeah, and being an RA didn't happen until later on into my college career. So the the first two years were really more difficult to make the amount of money necessary to cash flow. But I always had in my mind, and whether this is right or wrong or not for the reasons to be an RA, but a big reason was they paid for your room and board as well as your parking and gave you a small stipend, which ended up being a value of $13,000 a year for living on campus and looking over other students, which to me, that was just something I was going to be doing anyways. It's just that it paid me to do so. Uh, So I tried positioning myself in those younger years to be competitive going into the RA interview process and then ended up being a freshman RA to 28 freshman men or or boys, depending on how you look at it at that point in life. And then my senior year, I finished up by having 42 mixed sophomore juniors and even one senior that year. So it was a very exciting time to interact with that community and help lead them and guide them. That's awesome. I imagine so that helped out a lot with your own money at the time. But I imagine applying for jobs later on after graduation to say, here is what uh, I have her experience. That probably helped out a lot as well, too. So being a, a resident assistant was a, a great part of your, your resume. Yes, 100%. Not only the just saying it, but the experiences that come with it and the things that you get to talk about from, from being an RA, they're definitely unique experiences. Yeah, for sure. So you made a great choice on your college because you took a look at not just the colleges you wanted to go to, but also you compared the actual cost, not the sticker price, but the actual cost to you. You made sure to apply for scholarships. You became an RA later on. And you also worked uh, as well. I I was watching the uh, documentary, the Borrowed Future documentary we'll talk about later on with my wife. And she absolutely loved watching that part of it because she paid uh, her way through college. She worked her way through college and she just loved the jobs that you were doing. What were you doing in the summertime to, to make some money there? Lots of things. I was very much involved in a lot of random side hustles, as people would tag it. But to to summarize, this price for WLC for me for four years was $157. And after 
my financial aid, which was $113,000, I ended up having to make $44,000 of my own money to do that. So the RA stuff took out about half of that. So that leaves us $22,000. So how on earth did a college student make $22,000? Well, it wasn't going and working at McDonald's. It wasn't going and working at Culver's for these jobs that would have been high hours and not a lot of hourly rate. What I did my freshman year, I worked at the college, realized I couldn't pay for my school making what I was making there. So I found an internship with a local cell phone company and also uh, got to be mentored there. So it was really a meaningful experience, but they gave me the opportunity to have a job in commission sales. So I was making probably five times what I would have made just working a minimum wage job during the summer. And then when I wasn't doing that, I would be buying and selling lawnmowers. And eventually I convinced the cell phone company to let me sell their used inventory online. So I would do that during the school year. And all these things really culminated into me not only paying for school, but also setting myself up financially with an emergency fund, as well as investing in retirement, even though I was in school. Yeah, I like that part of it too, where you had told me that you graduated college with 2020 and 2021, you fully funded your Roth IRA. I'm assuming that means about $6,000, the the max for you. Uh, I started my Roth IRA when I was 19. I put $250 in it. That's all I uh, had at the time to put into that. But I worked a job pretty much so I could keep putting money into the Roth IRA. And so a lot of people ask us, how do I get my kids interested in retirement? How do I get my grandkids interested? And a lot of them, I think, have the idea of, well, I'll just give them some money and then they can put that into the Roth IRA. And I tell you, at least for me, the biggest part of the Roth isn't, I don't even know what's the what's the future value of my 250 bucks I started out with from 20 some years ago, maybe double, I don't, I don't know. But more important was the habit that I was working and putting that money into the Roth IRA. So I think that's a great habit that you had that a lot of people can take from that is encourage your kids, encourage your grandkids even if it's just the $50 a month, just get started, just get into the habit of putting money into that Roth IRA. Exactly. And it's when people get caught off guard and then they're 35 and realize that, you know, they could have been contributing to this. If, if we start early and make it a habit, that's something that's not going to happen. And a big part of it too, is you are going outside of the box. Like you said, you didn't just do the, um, the, the standard you know, $8 an hour, $10 an hour jobs. You are taking on a little bit of risk to go out and use some of the money that you had made to to buy lawnmowers, resell them, fix them up and, and resell them. You were coming to your employer with great ideas on here's how you can add value to them. So that's a, just a great perspective to approach this goal. And I think what helped is you had the goal. You had that personal goal. You wanted to graduate college debt-free and you were willing to do what it takes to get there. Yeah, and it goes to show that ultimately high school students who are in the same position If they have that goal, these kids are bright enough and can be creative enough to pave that way for themselves. But if they don't have the awareness or the mindset to pick that, they won't do it. For sure. Now, we talked about how you had gone about graduating from college debt-free. What are maybe the top two or three things you feel that someone should should look at first if that's their goal, to graduate debt-free? Yeah, so... First off, I'd start off, is college for you? Like that's that's the big debate that's going on right now. Do you need an education to be where you want in life? And 
for for me, I think I actually could have gone both ways. So I'd encourage people to figure out what are they passionate about? What are they good at? And if that lands on a job that requires a college education, they should go to school. And then step two would be picking a school that they can afford. Like don't pick a school based on an experience, just pick a school where you can afford to walk in the door and not sacrifice the rest of your life paying off student loans. And then the last really main thing is to focus on the finances. Understand the financial aid that you get from the state, from the government, understand what private scholarships are available to you and definitely make the most of applying for those. And then lastly, choose to work a job or run a business that makes more than the status quo and don't settle for anything less. Think creatively of areas that you understand more than others and then figure out how to make money with those. Yeah, that's some great advice there. I like how you said is college for me. I'm wondering too, if maybe another question is college right now for me. And I'm thinking of my wife again here. She went to school right away, got her bachelor's degree in four years, but she took a year off before she went to grad school. And I think part of it was just making sure she realized exactly what she wanted to do in grad school. But also she worked that entire year. She worked a full-time job. She was also babysitting. I mean, she was working probably 60 plus hours a week, earning the money so that when she went to grad school, she was writing all the checks and there was no, no debt for grad school either uh, for her, which was, which is fantastic. And that, that year not only gave her the clarity, but obviously the freedom of not having to pay back however much grad school was later in life. So it was, I love that that's twofold. Now, you were talking earlier how you've shared your message through the Ramsey Solutions area. A lot of people have heard of Dave Ramsey. Some people that I know had told me about this documentary, The Borrowed Future, or Borrowed Future, I think is the official title. But you were, you were in there. How did, how did that happen? By a stroke of luck, I would call it God's guidance in short, that I really didn't know what I was doing with college and going for debt-free was that big of a deal at the time. It didn't really occur to me that what I was doing was actually like, oh, that's that's a cool achievement and that'll set you up for future success. But then one day in between classes, my senior year, I was watching the Ramsey show live on YouTube and I happened to comment that, hey, thanks for all the the guidance and resources to help me go to school debt free. I'll be graduating in 2020 debt free. And the moderator for the chat that day happened to respond and say, hey, we're doing this project that we'd like to hear more about your story. So next thing you know, I'm cranking out an email in between classes trying to get this thing out, uh, not knowing what the future holds. That email turns to a phone call with the producer, uh, the director actually of the film, whose name is also David. So that was a fun David, David conversation at first. And they wanted me to be featured in the documentary. I I didn't really know a ton about it at first, but I did know uh, was that a pandemic hit and it was almost not a thing. So even though I got lucky, you know, getting to this point of talking to the producer and them saying that they want to be in it, their first trip was actually canceled because of the pandemic. And then about eight months later, they, they called me again and they came down to film in Madison when I had actually 
been working. So that's just another logistical thing because of the pandemic. But then I also got to go down to, to Nashville to film some of the B-roll and the lawnmower selling thing uh, that you see in the documentary, I have to admit, was not actually in Wisconsin. That was in Nashville. So <laughs> they, they do a good job of <laughs> portraying right. uh, that it was my hometown. Hey, well, you can travel and uh, sell, uh, buy and sell. Yeah, exactly. Anywhere. Exactly. Who knows where I was? <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'm sure that was an amazing experience and that got you more connected to the, to the Ramsey platform. But what was it like? I, I imagine you're being followed around by cameras. Maybe there's even makeup sessions, things like that. What was, what was that like? Yeah, uh, everything, everything about the people that work at Ramsey is just awesome. Like, they're great people to interact with. So the first night when they were coming in, they brought three guys to my house and they just showed up in Madison. It was like, oh, sweet. And they had these red cinema cameras, which as a YouTuber, I was just drooling over them because they're very expensive cameras and definitely something I, I would like to have someday. They let me touch them. You know, they were telling me what they were doing. And there was a small makeup session where he put some powder on my face and we set up my whole like upstairs loft area as that interview space. And it wasn't really like the Hollywood experience. It was just four guys doing this thing, telling the story, and they were teaching me along the way. Even though they were documenting my story, they were very willing to share what they were doing to help me better myself in that area. Uh, when it really hit, though, that kind of celebrity feeling, which I don't feel like a celebrity, <laughs> but was when it was at graduation. And it's like, oh, what, David, why are these three guys following you? And why do you have microphones on your <laughs> graduation gown? And that was just really cool to, to have that documented because most of my relatives actually weren't able to come uh, to the graduation because of the, the restrictions. So saying, hey, I have this really awesome graduation video in 4K that you can watch going forward. <laughs> that was uh, nice to nice to have. And yeah, that's a nice perk. And I'm thinking too, just what you're sharing there about how the videographers, the producers, they were taking their time, they had a job to do, but they were sharing with you their own knowledge and just ways to just add value to, to you. They, they must have known that you were interested in the videography and the, the YouTube uh, part of it. So good for them for, for sharing their own knowledge. And that's where I think we're going to finish up as you are doing the same. You are sharing your knowledge. You're trying to pay it forward, spread the message of how you can graduate college debt-free. How are you going about doing that? Yes, I'm doing that in a couple of different ways. So first off, I started posting free financial advice focused towards younger people on platforms like Instagram and TikTok under the handle of Gen Z Money Guy. That's what my imagination said was a good name at the point, so I'm rolling with it. Additionally, I started up the Your Debt-Free Degree podcast, which documents the uh, other students' stories who are going to school debt-free, and they're actually in the mix right now. So I wanted to show people that this wasn't so weird of me to do, and it is possible to do it in different ways, because people can look at the lawnmower thing, the cell phone thing, and say, oh, that's just a unique skill he had, but I've interviewed students who are working 60 hours a week in security, uh, as well as working an internship in the summer, or another student who just applied for a ton of scholarships and got in debt-free. So that's the purpose of that podcast. 
And then lastly, I'm going back to my high school as well as any other organization that's looking to hear more about my story and be informed of how they too can go to school debt-free. That's what I'm doing. I have a couple of those booked in the future and I'm excited to talk to the young people. Yeah. Well, now that you're a graduate, you can call them the young people now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. What, when does that cutoff start? I don't know, but I, I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. You'll find out why not. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you for, for coming along. We're going to make sure that we have links to your podcast, to your YouTube channel, to even your, your TikTok, Instagram. If you're listening and you've got kids, grandkids that all I do is these silly dances on TikTok, send them David's info and at least they can maybe get some good uh, value out of their time on, on social media by learning about the, by money that way. Uh, well, awesome. Well, David, thanks for, for coming on. Any final words, anything you'd like to end with? I'll put the invitation out there for anyone who wants to talk about this further. Please reach out to me on any social media platform, LinkedIn, etc. And I'm happy to talk to, to others about this, uh, even if it's just what you're doing personally to go to school debt-free, because I really believe that the freedom it provides you later in life is so, so worth it. And I will scream that from the mountaintops. So do reach out. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So if you know someone that's interested in going to college debt-free, uh, reach out to David. If you're somebody that knows someone that did go to college debt-free, reach out to David because he'd love to highlight your story and just show show the world that it's possible. It absolutely is. It's not just a freak accident that he made it happen. He uh, had a goal, created a plan work that plan and there's a lot of people that are doing the same and that's uh that's an amazing story and appreciate you coming on and sharing that with us yes you're welcome thank you for having me awesome well thanks david and thank you too for listening to the retirement reveal podcast we believe if you know more about your money you'll feel better about your money and you'll make better money decisions thank you for listening to the retirement revealed podcast Click on the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit retirement-revealed.com to learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For complete details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is a part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.